Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. Uh, this is a little embarrassing. I can't entirely remember why we decided to do Tuesday <laughs> when, when, uh, as, as a book to talk about because I think I recommended it to you, but I had never read it myself. So um, if somebody recommended it to me, thank you. Um, neither one of us, I think, knew what we were getting into. Can, can, so when you, when you got this book, just based on the cover, do you feel like you had the right sense of like what was inside way off yeah. like like pretty f- i'm not gonna say 180 degrees maybe 160 degrees but it's got this the, the cover is it's this big like the face of a clock tower right which kind of takes up maybe half of it and you can see like kind of a neighborhood in the back and then there's these kind of green if you really pay attention you would realize there are these green like disc shaped things that are actually know, but, but you don't know what you're looking for you don't know what yeah you're so it, I but, thought the, it was, but the I, color palette is very it's lots of like dark greens and purples and grays and it's just got this um kind of like mysterious um maybe complex like look to it you know um, it, it kind of reminds me in some ways of the the polar express not yes not in type of that, that kind of vibe yes. like, like you know it, almost like more serious drawings than you would associate yep. with that with the, and more detailed and so I thought this was going to be some kind of like dignified, uh, uh, I don't know what I thought, but whatever it was, I thought it was very different than, so you, you open it up and it's, uh, it says Tuesday evening around eight. And so it's not quite, it's not quite fair to call this like a, a strictly picture book. I mean, that's often, he's often, right how, how he's described. Uh, David Weisner won three color cuts, by the way. So he's a highly, wow. decor- obviously he's just crushing it. Um, <laughs> wasn't, you know, wasn't on my radar, d- didn't know, didn't know enough enough about his like style to be prepared for what this book unleashed in, in our household but so so it's just like it, it it's this the, the the first illustration is this sort of almost like comic books three comic book strips of this gradually zooming in on uh a log in the swamp that holds this anxious looking turtle and then you realize why he's maybe looking anxious because all of a sudden the next page double spread <laughs> we ban words and it's just frogs <laughs> on lily pad like like hovercraft or i don't know is that like flying carpets but giant, it's giant like giant. really fat big toe like toads or frogs to- yeah, yeah, both hovering are, right. on these like lily pads um, and, and, and the turtle has like withdrawn into his shell and he's like the, the, really the, terrified now looking is, up uh <laughs> i didn't have a shell had i had one that might have been my reaction it's like whoa whoa <laughs> Yeah, if like lily pads were hoverboards, like that's what we got going on here. And, and I'm gonna just so, so I I just like peeked inside uh, right before I started to read this to, to my kids. Like I don't know where is this gonna go? Is this even appropriate? Like, what's, like what's, <laughs> but you do you find so just based so you, just if we're kind of hanging there in that first double page spread of the the the, the frogs and lily pads, did you find them ominous or like scary or like what what's your are they threatening? Like what's well, okay, that's the kind of eerie thing about this. I mean, the whole book, really, but especially the beginning, is it's it's unclear what the emotional like tenor of this book is. Like, and even the frogs, like you can't tell if they're 
you can't tell if they're like on some sort of secret mission and they've got this devious like kind of plot that they're going towards like that's possible or maybe they have no idea like how they got here right. they were just hanging out on lily pads in the pond and they started loving it so the fact that it is so neutral like you just it's cannot so, get a read on it it's so neutral but it's so detailed so that that's the other thing is yeah. it's not like it's like oh it's kind of hard to make out what's going like you know what's going on but if something's simultaneously happening. Giant frogs like, are levitating on like i know like i can <laughs> see what's like i see what's happening but also, like, WTF is ha- like, like happening right here. So I'm just going to uh, uh, read you uh, like a, a sentence from the Kirkus Review that, that came out like in 1991, like, okay. which is, the illustrations are grand. The fey events are depicted with beguiling realism. The plump frogs washed in luminous moonlight, drifting silently on their eerie escapade. So, like, <laughs> like, so, so that's, you know, that's kind of a summation of the plot. But, the, you know, they, they to kind of flesh that a little bit more. They're floating along. Um, they, you know, they, they, they drift. Like, you know, they, you see them like kind of swooping through a bunch of like very, like, a lot of creatures are astonished to see them. They, they startle some birds on telephone wire or on power lines. They and they're kind by. of startled too. There are scenes where the frog, sometimes they look totally serene. Like they, they're not surprised this is happening, but then sometimes they're like, woohoo, like yeah, wide eyed, like and smiling. They're, and they're like upside down. There's like the, the one where they're like, like <laughs> sort of like dive bombing the birds. He's upside down and smiling and like, yeah, this is like chasing birds. Never thought I'd be doing that on a Tuesday evening at what, what, like what time is it? Like around eight. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then they, they, they drift by this guy's uh, house. Who's having a sandwich. Um, they, they drift through somebody's through like old lady's house. Who's like drowsing, watching her television while her cat watches like in horror from, from the shadows, which by the way, all this is going on. My kids, like they, uh, they definitely giggled with the frogs, but otherwise like not phased by the frogs at all. They, they saw the, like the cat, which is like a tiny detail in, in the room, like peeking out at the frogs. when like, what's going on with that cat? What's that cat right. doing? What's that cat thing? Is that, is that cat a good guy? I was like, how, how is the cat? The that's thing? what, <laughs> that's, that's, anyways, they took this lady's room and then, um, uh, you know, kind of abruptly the next, you know, the, the next morning, you know, whatever, whatever, like magic is animating the lily pads ceases and the, uh, the you know, the, the, all the lily pads drop to the ground, the frogs, like I'll hop back where the swamp. And the final scene is sort of like a day after investigation. There's like a police detective looking at lily pads, like, what is this? There's the man who was eating the sandwich being interviewed by a local news crews, like uh, like an, an unconvinced local news crew, as he presumably describes, like seeing this fleet of frogs, this guy. So, I mean, the way that the frogs react, it it, it seems like they're not in control of this thing, right? Like That's all a, a super sudden, important point, I think. That yeah. they're, they're like surprised when, because they're all in the air when all of a sudden the lily pads lose their power and they start falling. Right. Um, but, but, so it seems like they are is taken aback and you know, they're not, they're not running things, but then there's that one scene where one frog uh, is drifting towards a dog. And then he sort of like pulls up like, uh Oh, and then he goes the other way and the dog yeah. is chasing him. And then the next moment you see it's, it's very comical. Like <laughs> the dog, like in, in full flight being pursued by this host of, you know, uh, frog craft, like, you know, and so it seemed that they have, they, they can kind of control them. Can kind of like at least directionally, you know, that maybe they're not they're not in charge of the. It's kind of like an uh, in Independence Day, you know, when they like they they, they st- and honestly, it kind of looks like it that it the little spaceship <laughs> that they steal from the the aliens when they go up and right. they, they kind of figure out how to control it, but they're they don't really. They, it's the the ship only turns on when the 
<laughs> when the aliens get close to it, they can't turn <laughs> turn it on or off, but they can like you know maneuver they, it. Maneuver it. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also interestingly, on the the last page before the crime scene, the very last little scene is there's this frog kind of like with his like resting his head on his one arm and kind of like tapping his fingers with this very like angry like kind of irritated look that like, oh, great. Now we're just back here on these stupid lily pads sitting in the yeah. water. Like we That's had it right. so, yeah. good. And so good. So they're like, clearly, they're like disappointed and frustrated that the, you know, the, the right. glory days are gone. And then, uh, the only <laughs> yeah, final thing is then next Tuesday, uh, I don't, what, what, is it around the 758? same time? 7 So yeah. also around eight. Um, then you see like the, the shadow of like a pig on like a barn and it's, and it's pigs flying. So whatever it is, it's, it's meant, this it seems to intimate that every Tuesday around eight, some weird creature is, you know, that you wouldn't expect to fly is able to fly, I guess. Right. Is that, uh, is that obviously there's a lot of questions. Is, is this particular to this town? Like, is it, this just started happening? You know, obviously the, they're baffled by the lily pads, you know, so it's maybe it's something that hasn't happened before. Um, why, why are there even times? Like, what is the significance of knowing, like, I get that maybe it starts around eight, but then when you see them, like, passing through, you know, by, by that guy's house who's eating a sandwich at eleven twenty-one, is there a reason? Like, I just seem like a very odd throw, and, and especially since it seems so significant because there's no, there's no word. Those are the only. That's the only type, you know, in the right. in the book. That's the only time that there's some kind of non-visual communication, and it's not even really words. It's just you know. Uh, I guess Tuesday evening around eight, that's words, but it's, but you know, it's, but it's like, it's just like a timestamp. Is, is that, is, is, is that, did, did you not find that strange or? Um, I mean, it's a little strange, but it, it seems pretty purposeful to me. Like for one thing, it kind of, it breaks things up. So the, so these, both the the plot and the images are so startling and kind of intense. Like there's always something like, oh my gosh, like for the first few pages that you kind of, you need that 4.38 AM break. Um, yeah. in the middle. So I think part of it's just like a pacing thing to kind of break up the action a little bit. But it it also reminds me of, I can't, I can't remember like what show this is, but there, there are these old like crime or like cop shows where like something happens and then it yeah. goes to this like blank screen and very dramatically it's like, you know, 4.38 a.m. Tuesday, you know, right. somewhere and, and, in the Midwest and, and, or something and, and, like that. You know? And you get that sense because like later on, somebody's like, where were you at 4.28 like p.m.? Yeah, right. You know, like at this town in the Midwest, <laughs> you know, so that it's like, it's, is important to kind of, you know, like, oh, we've got to, we've got to know where all the players are at these times. This, this has some it, sort of like, uh, like, you know, uh, forensic like, like implications. Yeah. Right, right. Kind of that, yeah, that sense of certainty and precision. But it's also, it also sets off the, it's like a counterpoint to the, the strangeness of what's happening in the story with the, like, literally the most ordinary, boring thing in the world is like looking at your clock and having it say, yeah. you know, like, whatever, 7.58 p.m. or something. Like a clock is like one of the most ordinary, right. boring things. And so that, well, that's, maybe there's well, some contrast there going on. Well, I mean, just the fact there was a clock on the cover, it's like, oh, this is just going to be maybe a book, of, you know, that meditates on time or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is, and we, we just don't know it. <laughs> okay, what is, okay, so uh, is this book about something? Like what, like, like is there anything, like, like, we kind of described the plot, but, is it just here's a random occurrence of of flying amphibians that's that's you know visually striking? It's it's incredibly visually striking, like that you know stylistically. But is there like 
what else are you, are you what, is there anything else going on here? Or what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, to me, it, I think it, I don't know if this is like the point necessarily, but like an effect of this book is that it, or, or like a message of it is like anything can happen. You know, it's like when you read um, it, like the beginning of most, like, I don't know, kind of like adventure stories, there's some like um, down on their luck, orphan, inauspicious, you know, Harry Potter, you know, Bilbo right. Baggins, like these people who are kind of like not just no, nobodies really. And that like something amazing can happen to seemingly super ordinary circumstances. Right. So that, that's like this, just your usual, you look at the cover of this book, it's just like little like suburban town somewhere, like even kind of like dignified looking. And then all of a sudden at some, you know, just very ordinary time of day, it's, a Tuesday, like what could be more ordinary than a Tuesday evening? Yeah, Tuesday, is it most are, wackadoodle stuff starts happening? Are, are we in agreement that, that Tuesday is the most like nondescript day of the week, except for maybe so. ta- maybe Taco Tuesdays? But that's <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know, Wednesday's hump day. It's kind of like right. the middle, you know, middle of the week. Yeah, Friday is the weekend. Yeah, you're, you're Thursday. You're, you're like getting close. There's more right. in the rear view than right. is in front of you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be the most kind of mundane. Tuesday is the most mundane day. Um, but, so but, I, here, I, but here's the other thing is that, it, but it also returns to Monday. I guess it doesn't entirely because you know, like a week later, there's flying pigs. But, but I mean, but it's like all of us like, well, like, what did that all mean? The, the, for one night, frogs were able to fly, and uh, and there's a there's a there's a guy who everybody in the town thinks is a lunatic because he claims that he saw a bunch of frogs <laughs> flying past his window. So that is shifted. But what is like? You know what? What was like the point of that? I mean, maybe it makes you think. Like, did, did you say this to me? Like, it's like kind of thing about like the plagues from the point of view of like the locust. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden we got we got packed off to Egypt, and it's like I was doing something else, but I guess we're going to Egypt now. And then we just like got back here. I, I wonder what happened with Moses. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, it made me think of uh, there was that trend for a while of books where I think Wicked was the first one where it's yeah. like the story of you know from the Wizard the, of Oz, the, but from the the villain's perspective. Right. Well, this is like the story of like the plagues and the locusts, but from you know from the, 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 the perspective of like the, the, the props, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah perspective. Pestil- from the perspective. In which case, it's just a wild ride, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was, was weird. Not like not like. <laughs> I wonder if we're participating in some kind of like judgment. It's like, oh no, something's uh, <laughs> now now these lily pads are levitating. Right. The uh, the scene where at the end where the the detective is like holding up this lily pad with a pencil, you know, and, yeah. and the 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 camera crew is there interviewing the guy in his um, in his bathrobe. Um, it re- this made me think. I mean, this um, kind of image particularly, but then it made me think the whole book reminds me of Stranger Things. The show Stranger Things. Oh right? yeah. Oh I, yeah. Totally. Totally. It's like this kind of normal, just middle of no, anywhere USA town, and then like really weird stuff starts happening. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a random little association, but it no, I think that, that, that that's I like that's like Stranger Things, or even like some of the like Spielberg or like, even like Stephen King stuff, where yeah. it's just kind of like small town. And it's usually kind of, and in some ways, this kind of feels like that because like those things usually, like it's set a a little bit back. So not like, and, and maybe at the time this would look but for me, because this was done in 91, this, like even the, the way that people dress it, it's, it seems like it's kind of set in the past. So there's that a weird nostalgia to it. Yeah. 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 So it, 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 but I mean, maybe it wouldn't be interesting to like, you know, if, if it would have felt that way at the time, but because it has that remove. 
No. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if there's a if there's a point to the story, it's well, like the, the pigs at the end, the idea that like yeah, when pigs fly, right? Right. If people say that like oh yeah, sure, like whenever, like, but when really crazy but, stuff happens, but like but hey, but, but it's funny that when happens. when that it's not uh, it, like the book isn't like when pigs fly because it's not about the the pigs are like the secondary thing and they're right. just kind of like the joke at the end. It's actually like when frogs on lily pads, and then it's like oh, and when pigs fly, so that's and that's that's clever. You know, I was gonna say like I I wonder if I would have thought it was different uh, at the. Uh, at the time in terms of whether, but, and then I was like, well, maybe I, maybe I ran across this and I didn't know it. And then I thought, no, there's no chance. I, th- I for sure would have remembered this book if yeah. I had, if I had opened <laughs> it up and read it. It is, um, yeah, it is pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. There's this little, um, I, I didn't notice this till just now, but on the, the inner flap of the, the first flap of my book, it says Tuesday. And then it's got this little text that says, the events recorded here are verified by an undisclosed source to have happened somewhere USA on Tuesday. All those in doubt are reminded that there is always another Tuesday. Oh, that's an interesting cryptic sort of, you know, I don't know. I definitely don't know what that means. Like, like there's always another Tuesday. Like these things are going to keep happening or like there's, I don't know. It, It reminds me though of like the, um, Oh, this is the other show. It was. It kind of reminded me of is um, the X Files. Speaking of yes. like nineties, oh, no, kind for, of like for sure. Yeah, like, like, this is like the kids' children children's book version of the X Files. Yes. <laughs> um. So I don't. And, and it's got the last thing I'll say on this is it's. I, I can't remember what we've talked about this a couple times before, but th- there's a neat kind of like genre of children's books where they're so weird that they they take the adults off guard and for kids yeah, it's fun level, to see level yeah it levels the playing field exactly so it's it's i i would imagine and it seems to be the case with my kids anyway that they w- them watching me be like utterly confused by a book is kind of like you, you know, know gratifying on some level sometimes they have a, a good rate because a lot of times jack will ask lots of questions and even if, if things that that you know i should should know the answer to but i don't and he thinks that i do but i think that he could sense that I was as at sea as he was like making way through this book. And yeah. so he, he knew like, don't say like, why are those frogs flying? It's like, I sign that. Uh, maybe it's the, the, the lily pads are flying and not the frogs, but, but, but that's not an answer. obviously. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, check out our other content at 1001goodnights.com and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.